Welcome to The Flock, a podcast about the parishioners of St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Goshen, Indiana. Now, join David Post as he talks with the people of St. John's about their faith and how they try to live it every day. Welcome back to another episode of The Flock. Uh, This is our second recording of the night, so we're excited about that. And tonight we're uh, interviewing Amelia Bentrup. And uh, before we start the interview, we'll have Brian start with the prayer. All right, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you for showing us your faithfulness to us by introducing us to the parishioners that we worship with at St. John's. We're just so grateful for you. We're so grateful for them and we just pray that you continue to to bless us and to bless bless your flock and bring us closer together and get to know you better through people sharing their witness and their stories and just how you have touched their lives. We pray that you protect us. We pray that you protect the flock and your priests that that guide guide us and we just Pray that uh, we can grow closer to you. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So, Amelia, you told us before, you've heard a few of the episodes, so you kind of know how this works. So if you don't mind, just start uh, where you're from, and we'll kind of go from there and work our way to how you ended up here at St. John's. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed every single episode. Awesome. So it's, it's been great. But it's good yeah. to hear. So I was born in New Jersey okay. um, in 1977, okay. but I actually grew up in Rhode Island. So oh, my dad okay. was a chemistry professor at Salve Regina University, which is like a small Catholic university. Okay, I think um, I've heard of that. In Newport, Rhode Island. Okay. So we lived in Middletown. Newport is very ritzy. We were 10 minutes by the ocean. Um, I actually grew up on an island. It was an actual island, so you had to take, there were three bridges that went off the island, so you had to take a bridge to get off the island. Um, that either led to the mainland or to another island. So it was different. One bridge actually was just metal grates on the bottom. So you would look down and see the ocean sure. underneath you, which was a little yeah. bit terrifying, honestly. Yeah, but, sure. So it was different. Um, yeah, so I was raised Catholic. My it's parents, a little bit different than Indiana. A little bit different from Indiana, <laughs> yeah, a little bit different. So all right by the beach, I learned to swim in like the bay, yeah. the salty bay with seaweed and yeah. jellyfish uh-huh. and all that. Um, wow. So yeah, it was a nice place to grow up, uh-huh. um, and I was raised Catholic. My okay. parents were very Catholic. Um, they took us to mass every Sunday right. and every holiday. Holy, like no matter what, yeah. we went to mass. Okay, um, it was a priority. Like if there was a snowstorm on Sunday, we went <laughs> Saturday night. Like we you found a way there. Yeah, I was involved in 4-H, and we did a lot of like weekend retreats. But they mm. always made sure we still went to mass, either yeah. that someone at the retreat took us to mass. Mm-hmm or that we would go on Sunday night. Um, And then my dad was really instrumental in that we always went to confession once Mm. a month on the first Saturday. Um, So I was raised going to confession. Um, He called it disc technician for your soul. This was back in the olden days of computers when you had these big floppy disks and you had to do disc technician. So (laughs) he called it disc technician for your soul. So every Saturday we went to, every first Saturday we went to confession. Uh We were the only ones there. 
Um, but my dad always insisted we got there early in case there was a long line for confession. <laughs> just to be on just the safe side. Just to be on the safe side. But there is never a long line. So to this day, when I go to confession and there's like a line, I get a little bit like, oh, there's a line, a confession. Like, come on. And then I have to confess that I was impatient about going to confession. So I got to say, though, when I go to confession, I'm always trying to figure out how can I get there a little bit before it yeah. starts so I don't have to get in the line. <laughs> well, we've learned now when we go, because we take our kids once a month. Yeah. So we go once a month and yeah. we try to get there early. And I feel kind of bad because at this point, there's like five or six of us yeah. doing a confession. So yeah. it's like, yep. so we all go through. It can be a while, but we try to get there early. <laughs> um, yeah, so my parents were super Catholic. Yeah. Um, like my dad went to daily mass at the university where he taught. Okay. Um, my parents both, as far back as I can remember, they fasted on bread and water every Wednesday and Friday. No kidding. Um, wow. My mom was very involved in like the pro-life movement. Okay. They were secular Franciscans, like lay Franciscans. Um, so yeah, my, we learned like the prayers and stuff. Mm -hmm. So my parents were very Catholic, but that being said, I did not have a Catholic community growing up. Like oh, our church okay. was not great. Yeah. Um, my parents thought you just had to join the local Catholic parish yeah. that was closest to your town. And this was like in the 80s. It was pretty liberal, probably uh -huh. a lot of liturgical abuses. Um, like I actually, we went through religious education there because uh -huh. we went to public school. I didn't go yeah. to any Catholic okay. school. We went to public school, so we did religious education there. Mm -hmm. um, I actually got first communion in second grade and didn't get my first confession until fourth grade. So that's kind of something they did in the 80s. Yeah, you're right. Um, the pre, like, it just, we didn't really know we knew people from our church, but I wouldn't say they were super strong Catholics or they mm. didn't seem to be like super on fire with their faith, I guess. Sure. It just, it was a very culturally Catholic area. Yeah. Rhode Island's extremely culturally Catholic, yeah. but not super like people who are devout. It's just yeah. not a very Christian area, huh. or at least it wasn't back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I had to be kind of a unique experience. It was, it was so. unique. So my parents are very Catholic, but yeah. our church was not. I didn't feel like, yeah. our, like you know, the pews would be filled on Christmas and Easter. And then there were even people who went there on Sundays. And like my parents had a couple of family friends who went to yeah. church, but it wasn't like they seemed like really strong Catholic families. I yeah. don't want to be judgmental because no. they probably were and they just weren't maybe outspoken about it. But sure. we didn't know a lot of Catholic families or I didn't have any friends who were Catholic. Yeah. Um, no one else my age. Yeah. So now, was there a stronger Catholic community around the college? That, I mean, like no. your dad, no. No, he, the Salve Region University was not a super Catholic college. Okay. It was kind of Catholic in name, name only. only. I think it okay. still is kind of Catholic in name only. Okay. Um, so, yeah, my dad used to go to Daily Mass. I think it was one of like maybe four people who went there. Sure. Um, the others maybe were all like the sisters uh -huh. or something because it was run by the Sisters of Mercy, yeah. I think. Okay. Um, it just was like Rhode Island was not a very religious yeah. Yeah. area. Yeah. A very culturally Catholic, but not. Mm -hmm. Also, like the most pro-abortion state in the oh. United, one of the most pro-abortion states. So it's kind of a weird yeah. situation. Um, so yeah, so I I didn't feel like I knew a lot about my faith growing yeah. up. Like my mom had a really big devotion to the saints. Sure. So like I knew about the saints. She wrote. Yeah. She had this ministry called Saint Stories. She wrote Saint Stories. Oh. Um, if we lost something, she'd be like, pray to Saint Anthony. Yeah. So you know, I grew up knowing about the saints. We learned all the Catholic prayers. Uh -huh. um, but like was, under the Apostles' Creed, the yeah, Our Father, but yeah. other than that, we didn't have a wider sense of yeah. like Catholicism. Because you, so you're kind of like 
learning this whole faith thing, but in a vacuum. Like yeah. it's you're not seeing it experienced in the community or anything like that. No. It's not being reinforced in other ways besides in your family. Yeah. And That's this was right. before the internet. So right. my parents, um, there was this evangelical Protestant ministry focused on the family. So we actually knew the name as a child. I knew the name like Dr. James Dobson, who yeah, was head yeah, of that. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't know any like famous Catholic uh-huh. priests or yeah, Catholic yeah. leaders, but I knew Dr. James Dobson. Dobson's name. So yeah. my parents or like, they got us a lot of like teen devotionals yeah. and teen magazines. Yeah. And they used to buy us a lot of like uh-huh. for presents, um, like these teen girl Christian romance yeah. type <laughs> books, you know, so. Trying to do as much as yeah. they could to keep it. Like yeah, we, yeah. we had this, like these tapes that were like memorizing Bible verses. Yeah. So somehow in my mind, I kind of got the impression that only evangelical Protestants were really into yeah. their faith. Yeah. And like I, I read these magazines and it was like, they talking about devotions and loving yeah. Jesus and reading the Bible. And I didn't see that in the Catholic people I know at my right. church. Right, right. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't seeing that. Uh-huh. So it was kind of, you know, we, we read the whole press thing about asking Jesus yeah. into your heart. And, yeah. and I did that. Like, yeah. I prayed the prayer because I wanted to yeah. know Jesus. And just it was just kind of weird. Like, yeah. I didn't have a great, strong theological background because I didn't learn much in all my years of religious education. Yeah, um, yeah so we got I got confirmed in the 10th grade. But, you know, I... I probably knew more than most of the other people who I got sure. confirmed with because my parents yeah. were like my dad would say thing. You're now a soldier for Christ. Like <laughs> yeah, he yeah, would, yeah. you know, he yeah, would say yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. But I, you know, a lot of people in my confirmation class were like, "This is just the thing you do. It's like graduation. Yes. You yes, get confirmed. Yes, yes. Like that's that's the next step." Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is like this milestone that you get yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. So so what happened when you obviously you left your parents' house? So. How did that like experience kind of growing up in that, how did that pan out as you left home? So I went to college, um, I went to the University of Rhode Island. Okay. And um, there I joined the Newman Club yeah. so, because I met some people. So that was pretty much a good experience, but the really thing that was a key part of my faith journey was um, my freshman year in college. In the meantime, my parents were also getting more into their faith like sure. as I got older. So yeah. there was a group of Franciscan friars that ran these retreats called Youth 2000. They were um, in New York and in New England at that time. So the group of friars lived in uh, New Bedford, Massachusetts, and they were extremely radical poverty. Like they wore long habits, Mm -hmm. long beards, shaved Mm -hmm. heads, um, barefoot, Mm -hmm. like didn't have heat in their friary, like just extreme 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 yeah. poverty like extreme franciscans yeah. like and so they ran these retreats for youth called youth 2000 okay. and so my freshman year i went to one of these retreats uh-huh. it was over new year's um day like new year's weekend so uh-huh. um it was up in north adams massachusetts so it was yeah. like four hours away and it was like a completely life-changing experience for oh, me uh-huh. because these friars were so like they loved Jesus so much. They had adoration all weekend. Mm. Um, honestly, that was the first time I really got a sense that the Eucharist was really the body of Christ. Like mm. I, all the yeah. time I went to, to yeah. mass, I really did not know that sense. Mm. Like I wasn't actually taught that when I received my first communion. Sure. So I like it was more like sharing a meal. And I just I think my parents probably thought I knew that, but right. somehow right. I missed getting that, or I didn't quite yeah. understand it until. I went to this retreat and the friars, they they were like so dynamic. They were so like in love with Jesus and love their faith. And 
they gave these talks on Mary. This is the first time I really heard yeah. like Marian devotion, uh-huh. like terms like the mediatrix of all grace, like terms right. like that I had never heard before. Uh-huh. Like just a lot of theology and doctrine about Mary, about yeah. the Eucharist. Um, they did this really powerful thing where they had the Eucharist like in a monstrous and uh-huh. they would um, walk around with like a rope, like mm-hmm. a stole or something mm-hmm. on it. And then you could touch the stole. Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, like when the woman touched Jesus. Yeah, rope. yeah, yeah. So it was just like a very powerful experience yeah. um, to actually be like, okay, there actually are Catholics who are like on fire for their <laughs> yeah, faith. And yeah, really yeah. like, um, yeah. It's kind of the stuff of legend yeah, from when you were a kid, yeah. <laughs> like you'd like, heard wow, about, like, but never I, seen. Yeah, I hadn't even heard about it. So this yeah. was like such a, and I was like, wow, this is like the Eucharist is really Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like that was like so mm-hmm. amazing to me. I hadn't actually known that even though I'd been receiving communion all those yeah. years, I didn't actually know. So yeah, that was a very pivotal moment mm-hmm. in my faith. Yeah, I would say um, it was going on that one retreat. They had like mass on New Year's Eve, like for the Holy Day for New Year's Day, or for you know mm-hmm. Mary the God. They timed it so the consecration would be right at midnight oh, wow. um, for that mass. So it was just it was just like amazing yeah. experience. So yeah. we met some other um, friends on that retreat. Some of which actually, a couple actually went to my university, University oh, of Rhode Island. Okay. So yeah, then. Sure. Um, they actually became like my best friends. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was kind of a weird, you know, and then we, I still went back to like the Newman Club, which was more, people were more into their faith than they were in my high school, yeah. like church, but it still was not, not quite the, to the same level, level as yeah. like the retreat that I was at. Sure. Um, yeah. But yes, yeah, so that was kind of a pivotal moment. And then I went back. And then so I had a group of friends that we would get together in college in the dorm. We used to get together like every night and pray the rosary. There were four of us. Wow. Um, so yeah, it was like we were kind of this own unique little island in this big <laughs> yeah. public university. Yeah. So. But that got you through college. That yeah. got me through college. Yep. Wow. Okay. So um, what happened? Went through college. Uh, what did you study in college? I studied animal science. Okay. And then went through college. What did you do uh, once you're done with college? Where then you... I went to grad school at the University okay. of Kentucky, where okay. I studied um, like reproductive physiology okay. of dairy cows, which is really weird. Hey. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So again, I um, that's where I met my husband Ben at, okay. in grad school, okay. and so I was still like in this weird place. Like I wanted to know a lot of really strong Catholics, but I still kind of felt like they were few and far between yes. and that the Protestants were the ones that really loved uh, Jesus. So like yeah. in grad school, um, I joined like the Newman Club, like the graduate mm. section, graduate student section mm. of the Newman Club. And yeah. then I also joined like Graduate Christian Fellowship, which is like InterVarsity Christian Fellowship, but for grad students. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of friends through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of like in this mm-hmm. world where I was kind of straddling between like the Catholic mm-hmm. And the Protestant, mm-hmm. like I always went to mass, like yeah. I always, you know, continue to go to confession. But I always, still, in my mind thought only the, the people who love Jesus are mostly the Protestants. And there were like a few good Catholics, like my husband, yeah. but they were kind of few and far between. So your your husband was Catholic too. He uh, was. he's always been Catholic as well. Um, no, he hasn't. He was raised Catholic. He did okay. leave for a little bit, but then he he had come back before I met him. Okay, so. okay. So you guys met, um, and then did you get? Uh, married after grad school? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I got married. So yeah, I got my MS in December 2000, and I yeah. got my MRS like two weeks later. So <laughs> I got married like two weeks after I defended my thesis. Sure. So yeah. 
Nice. And then we had our first child, Heidi, like about a year, okay. a little over a year later. Okay. So. And, and where were you living at that we point? We lived in Kentucky. Okay. So you're so, living in Kentucky. Yeah. Starting your family. Yeah. And, and, and what kind of community were you plugging into at that point? So we actually were part of a really good church. We lived in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Um, and there was a really good church, like, just, I don't know, it was some Martin Tories. They had adoration, mm -hmm. like, um, I think they had perpetual adoration at chapel, like I joined yeah. some groups. So that yeah. was also the first time I was really meeting like other young, yeah. good Catholic families. Yes. Um, we didn't know that many. It kind of took us a while yeah. to get plugged in, but we did know some. Okay. And so that was a really good church. Louisville was kind of, because it's such a big city, there were yes. so many Catholic churches that yeah. you could really... Um, you could find the one that... Yeah, you could find the one that you really like meshed with. Yes. So we, the one we went to was a beautiful church, like beautiful downtown. Yeah. Um, really good. The priests were excellent. Mm -hmm. um, that type of thing. And and still kind of battling that that whole idea of like, do the Protestants have it figured out, and we're still trying yeah. to figure it out. That was still kind of well, in the I, background. I, mean, I knew the Catholics figured out. Yeah. I just feel like there weren't as many good Catholics yeah, as yeah. there were good Protestants. Okay. Like I, but I was starting to learn that there was more and more good Catholics okay. like at their church. Like I was yeah. starting to meet more and more of them yeah. instead of thinking of quote so-called good catholics is like this rare breed that like, this like tiny little pockets tiny little yes populace. yeah 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 that yeah. are hiding out there okay yeah. nice okay so uh how did you uh, okay i don't want to make too big a jump but how did we get from louisville to goshen so or were there other stops along the way well there were other stops along okay. the way okay. but so we lived in louisville then um we lived in nashville tennessee okay. for a year my husband was a teacher we kind of jumped around okay then we moved back up north to be okay. near my family. Okay. Um, so we were in Rhode Island for a little bit, uh -huh. but then um, in 2010 it was, my husband decided to go to law school. Oh, okay. So as like, he made this major career change, so he went down to Ave Maria for law school, and which that's was in Florida, Florida, right? In Naples. Okay. So that yeah. was actually a really good experience. <laughs> I didn't get behind this. Yep. <laughs> that's okay. We loved it there. There was a great Catholic community. Yeah. That was like the first time I really met. Like, wow, there's lots of really good Catholics at yeah. law school. Like, yeah. um, and even just not at law school. Like, we just met a lot of really good Catholics. Um, like a lot of young families from Marie University. Like, just the main university that yeah. was just start young uh -huh. families. They'd be staying in like Naples or uh -huh. in. That area so that was like there was a really amazing catholic okay. community down there so we loved it down there yeah. so we were down there for three years and then um but we ended up in Go or we live in middlebury we ended okay. up here because um after law school like my husband was kind of looking for a job and trying to decide where to take the bar and then in a very surprising move to us so my parents um started a religious light organization called the confraternity penance they had started this like years ago so it's okay. like a franciscan light organization um, they focus on Franciscan, like, spirituality, uh -huh. and they focus on penance. It's called okay. the Confraternity of Penitence. So um, one of the priests that used to do the U2000 retreats, Father David, he actually had started an order of Franciscan Friars. He had broken off in the other uh -huh. order and started an order in Fort Wayne, Indiana. So he... Okay started that order but he was still in touch with my parents like they were good yes. friends and so my parents were actually looking for a place to headquarter the organization sure so um a family in fort wayne had the parents had died and the children had donated this house to the diocese and okay. it was like right down the street from the friars okay. so the bishop offered the house to father david but he didn't want it for his friars they already had a friary but he thought my parents may be interested in it for them Makes so sense. he called up my parents and then 
they were interested. So my dad was ready to retire at that point. So he retired and my parents moved to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay. And then they convinced us to move to Indiana with them. Okay. So we moved out to Indiana. We lived in Fort Wayne for three mm -hmm. years while my husband was like looking for a lawyer job. And then he found one. So okay. he works on LaGrange. So we oh, moved okay. up to Middlebury. Sure. So Middlebury is kind of like in between LaGrange yeah, and yeah, yeah, Goshen. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that so that's perfectly. how we ended up here. We've been at St. John since 2017. Okay. So where, where did you live in Fort Wayne when you were there? We lived in, well, we lived in two different places, okay. but we lived right down the street from St. John the Baptist. Oh, um, okay. We had a house down there. And then when yeah. we first moved to Fort Wayne, we lived up north, actually in Huntertown. Oh, so. okay. Okay. I, I went to college in Fort Wayne, so yeah. I, have, I had a friend that lived near Huntertown. And uh, yeah. yeah, we, Mr. Sapp and I did uh, an interview at St. John the Baptist uh, couple years ago so yeah it's yeah that a was a great church. parish yeah. yeah we were just a block from it so it was yeah. nice being only a block from yeah. church you could walk to mass like, yeah walk to confession yes that was that, nice that's nice we i am lucky enough to live within walking distance of saint john's yeah. and that's yeah something i really really enjoy so um you moved up here uh you got connected did you connect with saint john's pretty much right away once you moved to this area like to middlebury yeah, I mean, there was basically, we would just visit St. Mary's yep. and then St. John's. Those yep. were the only really two churches yes. that were close. Yeah. Um, and we just liked St. John's better. Yeah. Um, so we decided to come to St. John's. And we actually yeah. met more people at St. John's yeah. um, sooner. Yeah. Um, I actually got connected with, because um, I we homeschool our kids, yeah. so I joined like the Catholic oh, homeschoolers sure. yeah. Michiana group, and somehow yeah. they got me connected with Stephanie Fusner. Oh yeah. Um, so she was one of the first people I met at St. John's, yeah. and we just we we actually got her like right around when Father Gregerson oh. arrived. So we oh like okay. I think we moved here like the week a couple weekends mm -hmm. after he had okay. started here. Yeah. Um, so we never knew any of the prior priests or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but my parents actually knew Father Gregerson because he okay. was um, at their church down in Fort Wayne, St. Charles. Charles. I think he was the associate oh, yeah, 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 pastor yeah, yeah. at that yeah. time before, or yeah, no, yeah associate pastor. He was associate yeah. priest or whatever, yeah. Uh -huh. So. Okay. So are your parents still in Fort Wayne they're then? still in Fort Wayne, yeah. And, and they're, uh, it would be an organization that they're, yeah, they're that's, still going strong. That's still going strong. Still going. Wow, that's awesome. Because some of the Franciscan that friar group is kind of dispersed, the correct? The friar group has disbanded, yes. Yes, but your parents, they're still been Well, able... they just have a light organization, so they're yeah. just light people. But yeah, yeah I mean, at, at one point, there was like two orders of sisters in Fort Wayne. There was wow. a friars, and they've all kind of, the cloistered sisters have moved okay. to another part of Indiana. There was another order of sisters that have disbanded, and the okay. friars have kind of disbanded. Yeah, my brother-in-law is actually a former one of those friars. Oh, he was okay. one of those friars. So. Okay. And... If I remember right, your sister is a Franciscan yes. sister. She's a okay, and where is she at? I She's don't remember. She's at the Capuchin Sisters of Nazareth, so that's in Pennsylvania, like Pennsylvania. northeastern Pennsylvania. Okay. So she joined, like right out of high school. She was seventeen when she joined the convent. Okay, and I think she's come to St. John's and talked to yeah, once or she, twice, yeah, right? Yeah, when she comes home on our home visit, yeah. she stays with us for a couple of yeah. days, and sometimes she arranges. Yeah, yeah, she's come yeah. and talked at St. John's. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's an interesting person. Yeah, she's got just a beautiful yeah. story and yeah, really she was really influenced by the U two thousand retreats Treats too. And she well. was a little bit younger than me, so she started going in yeah. high school. And then the sisters that she joined, they yeah. were kind of going to those uh -huh. retreats. So that's how she 
met up with her order that she yeah. joined. Um, she never actually looked at any other orders. She just knew that was the order that was for, the her. One for her. That's so. awesome. So uh, since you've been at St. John's, what kind of things have you uh, kind of plugged into and got involved in at St. John's? I know you said the homeschool group and you got involved with that in this area. Yeah. But what kind of things have you gotten involved in at St. John's? So the I guess the first thing was I joined the mom's group mm -hmm. that Amanda Waddell had started. So that yeah. was like a really great way to meet a lot of other um, Catholic families mm -hmm. and Catholic moms. So, and my kids have made a lot of friends through that. Yeah. So that's been really amazing. The yeah. mom's group. Um, I've also joined, like we do Alice Wheeler's parenting group. Oh, so sure. that's yeah. kind of good. I did, um, Dr. Wheeler's like Ignatian Bible study yeah. last spring. Yeah. So that was a really good experience. Yeah. Um, I help out on the core team for kingdom builders. I was okay. asked to do that. Sure. And then I also am on the marriage and family priority team. Yeah. Um, so I kind of help out with that. I pretty much, maybe I shouldn't say this, I pretty much do whatever people ask me. If people ask me for help, I'm usually willing to volunteer. Be careful saying that. I probably shouldn't say that, though. But That's awesome, I try though. to help out yeah. where I'm able. Yes. So. And uh, we were talking beforehand. I, I probably won't get this right. You have five kids. Yes. Two older daughters, right? Yes. And then a son that's... 15. 15 and then two younger daughters. Two younger daughters, yeah. But I was just thinking, Father Gregerson's been here, what, six years, something like that? Yeah. So your kids were probably pretty little. Yes. You I had mean, some little ones probably when you guys first moved here. My youngest was one. Okay. And then my oldest was in 10th grade. Okay. I think she was, yeah, probably like 15 when we moved yeah. here. My youngest was one. Yeah. But now, yeah, now they're all growing up. So uh, So for a few of them, like St. John's is the church yeah, they've known. That they've known. Yeah, for my seven-year-old for sure yeah. st john and even like my 11 year old yeah. i don't know that she remembers too much yeah when we lived in fort wayne because she would have been five yeah, i think yeah, when we yeah. moved here wow. so yeah this is the church they've known and it's a I, it's a great church yeah i really love it here so um any any like uh big experiences you guys have had since you moved to st john's besides maybe some of those things that you've done with those groups have there been any big things that have really kind of um i don't know stood out to you since you've been here um the one thing, a couple years ago doing Lent, and this was like probably several years mm -hmm. ago, I remember they did like the 1% challenge where like you give 1% of your day to prayer, okay, um, which I think came out to like 10 minutes. And so yeah. I did that. And yeah. that was actually really, really, um, it helped my spiritual life yeah. quite a bit yeah. where I think that might have been like even before COVID when they yeah. had like the 1% Lenten challenge. Yeah. So that was, that was just you know, yeah. like committing to 10 minutes of yeah. prayer day. And I remember Father Gregerson saying, okay, you can't do it while you're driving. You can't do it while you're walking. You just have to sit there and pray. Like he was very like, no multitasking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because a lot of my prayer nowadays is multitasking. Like, yes, I'll, I would have to admit I'll that's where I'm I'll pray the rosary at. while I'm like walking or running or, you know, so he's like, no multitasking. So that was actually pretty, um, Influential for my spiritual yeah. life. And then also Dr. Wheeler's Ignatian yeah. um, spiritual exercises was yeah. also like a really good experience to kind of study scripture and yeah. pray through that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you, you mentioned too that you do homeschooling, right? Yes. So uh, we've talked to, we've had a couple guests on that have uh, done homeschooling. What's that experience like for you? I mean, I'm guessing it's super busy, but... Um, that's something that's gone really well, always been really easy, or is it something that's challenging? <laughs> it hasn't always been really easy. <laughs> um, I mean, I, 
It's easier now that okay. I don't have any toddlers or little yeah. kids. That's yeah. definitely made it easier. So I'm really only homeschooling my seven-year-old and my 11-year-old daughters. My son is in high school, and he's technically homeschooled, but he's in like an online Catholic school, Queen okay. of Heaven Academy. So really, I don't. Yeah. He's 100% independent. He's got sure. teachers. He's got he's got to log on and do his classes. Yeah. So yeah. I've. He's technically homeschooled, but it's not like I'm right. actually yeah. responsible for his education. He's got other sense. teachers and yeah. stuff. So takes that's a little pressure good. off. Takes a lot of pressure <laughs> off me. Yeah. Um, so it was harder when I was homeschooling yeah. more children yeah. and when they were um, when I had with toddlers and babies. That's really hard. But now <laughs> my yeah. kids are older, so yeah. it's actually not super challenging anymore. Um, yeah, it's gotten a lot easier. And so. Um, I'm guessing, though, as they've gotten older, how, how has that kind of changed your, I don't know, like your day-to-day? Because I would imagine you put so much energy, I mean, when they're little, you put so yeah. much energy into all those things. And as they're getting older and more independent, uh, wh- what kind of things is that free you up to do that maybe you haven't been able to do before? Well, so I've always kind of had side projects. Okay. Like, I just always... Um, like side hustles. So sure. I used to do a lot of blogging. Okay. Um, now, I, so I write for catholicmom.com. That's oh, just like I one article a month. That's nice. it's not anything hard. I do like a kind of a freelance editing work, um, okay. just transcription editing, just sure. as an independent contractor. Um, okay. Before I did that, I had like this other job where I did like website rating, uh-huh. just like independent contractor thing. Sure. I also recently just started, which I love, I do dog boarding in my home. So that's a lot of fun because I'm a big animal person. Yeah. Like I majored in animal science. So, yeah, that's been a lot of fun doing dog boarding. So we just offer like a home-friendly family Mm -hmm. environment for dogs and people go away. Oh, that's a really good idea because I know a lot of people really struggle to find somewhere to take their dog. (laughs) Well, they they can contact me. So That's good to know. We offer like a family environment for boarding. Cool. Yeah. And that's and and you found so many different ways to like plug into like your strengths and that, that's really neat. Yeah. yeah, I like to. I'm the kind of person who's kind of likes to keep busy. Yeah, and likes yeah. To to do things. Yeah. Like I don't like to not have <laughs> things to do. So I like to stay busy. That's I like good. to stay busy. Yeah. That's cool. So. Awesome. Um, I think we'll go ahead and uh, kind of wrap things up with prayer. I usually ask our guests, "Do you have any prayer intentions you like to share with the people?" Um, I guess just. Like, pray for our family. Um, pray for my two older girls in college. Like, just yeah. being young adults is always has its challenges, yeah. discerning about the future and stuff. Yes. Um, and just pray for families yeah. everywhere. I feel like it's just, it's a challenge to it raise is. kids in yeah. this day and age. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. just just pray for families. and yeah. yeah. But especially for, like, those young adults and, you know, my yes. girls in college. and Yes, it's a... A lot of discerning to take place, yeah. and there's yeah. yeah a lot of things to figure out and a lot of things to navigate. So yep, money to be an adult. All right, let's go ahead and close in prayer. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, uh, we thank you for this opportunity to sit down and talk to Amelia uh, and, and just hear all the, um, all the different ways, uh, different communities that she's been plugged into at different points uh, through her life and and that great foundation that her parents were able uh, to give her, we're, we're thankful for that. Um, we, we thank you for all that she's done at St. John's and um, all the many ways I'm sure she uh, leads her family at home. We, we ask that you, you bless her family, uh, 
especially her two older daughters who are in college now. Just be with them as they uh, discern their vocations uh, moving forward and and trying to decide where their lives will lead them. Uh, but bless bless her other children too um, as they grow and develop. And, and we just ask again that that you help uh, families, especially young families, um, they're raising their children. Um, just help parents, give them the the courage, the patience, the wisdom um, to serve to serve their families and, and to raise their children, uh, you know, with truth, with charity. Uh, and we ask that you bless all the families at St. John's, bless our St. John's community. Uh, so thankful for the the priests that you blessed us with, and uh, we ask that you um, look out for them as well. And uh, we thank you for this opportunity to talk to parishioners from our community, and uh, we just hope that it can help people make connections and uh, just help our community grow stronger. In your name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Spirit. Amen. St. John the Evangelist, pray for us. Thank you again for joining us for another episode. May God shelter and protect our flock. Thank you.